What is going on, Warriors? Jay here. Welcome to, well, Fitzy here. Uh, old habits never die. So yeah, Fitzy here, jumping back on the podcast. Been a little minute, uh, but excited to get back on the podcast uh, train. There's a little bit of change to the format. Uh, that's after speaking to our man, uh, Zero Alpha Design, who said, sorry team, got my coffee here, as always. Creature of habit. Um, speaking to Zero Alpha Design, my mate Jimmy. Our designer, uh, graphic designer here at Warfighter Athletic, saying, you know, like a, a little bit of format to, to what we're going to be doing and what we're going to be talking about wouldn't go astray. Uh, and some things have changing uh, have been changing and lots of stuff's been going on. And so with that said, um, there's, a, there's, there's a bit to cover on today's podcast, but that's fine because we've got time. So what we're going to be entering into now is the Warrior Athlete Series, okay? So the Warrior Athlete Series is just going to be essentially me talking about anything and everything that I think encompasses the Warrior Athlete. Um, and so this is what today's schedule looks like. So as we're doing right now, we're talking about the new show, the new the new format, and, and, and what it's going to be about. Then we're going to get into a little bit of mixed martial arts. Uh, if you know me or if you know Warfighter, uh, it should be uh, no surprise to you uh, that we have an affinity to and a love for mixed martial arts and specifically the UFC. Uh, then we're going to get in, so we're going to be getting into a little bit of uh, Khabib versus Gaethje, uh, Connor versus Dustin. Then we're going to be looking uh, looking forward to what's coming next m- month with the Warrior Athlete Collection, what we've been doing there and what we've been working on. Uh, and then IG questions, as always, uh, we're going to end, or it's a new habit we're going to get into, is ending the show with any questions from you guys, and it can literally be about anything and everything uh, to do with warfighter, uh, military preparation, training, mixed martial arts, um, myself, the plans for the future, whatever you want to know about, sent, uh, make sure you're following us on Instagram at Warfighter Athletic, and when the questionnaires come up, make sure you take the time to pop the questions in or topics that you'd like me to cover uh, I am partial to a yarn. I love to have a chat. And so if you've got a topic that is passionate, dear to your heart, or you need some help with something, then punch it in and we'll, we'll get it on the show. So the for the show now, as, as it's going to be, like I just said, it's going to be all encompassing. It's going to be talking about everything, anything that I feel passionate about. And so that is going to be mixed martial arts. It's going to be training. It's going to be training techniques. Uh, we're going to be talking workouts. We're going to be talking expeditions. We're going to be talking about going out into the mountains, what equipment you should take, all that good stuff. Uh, for those of you who don't know, we just dropped uh, a blog on the website. If you go to the website, website warfighterathletic.com, you hit the explore tab and then hit the team room. Within the team room, that is where all our uh, general information blogs are. And so we've just done a blog on preparing properly for an expedition uh, in regards to using or taking a high-performance clothing system. Uh, it's a blog that's really important if you're going into the outdoors because a lot of people go out unprepared and without being too morbid, that is how you die, okay? If you do not prepare when you go out there, it, it's it's no joke, uh, especially if you're going out into alpine environments. The weather can change drastically. Anyway, let's kick into uh, our first ever chat on mixed martial arts. I'm really excited about this. Um, what can you, and, uh, before we start this, I want to get into. Uh, oh, sorry, I want to. I want to just reiterate the fact, uh, or reiterate the point that we're just going to be talking about mixed martial arts um, in a fan sense, not in an expert sense. We're not identifying ourselves as experts. Uh, we are just fans of the sport. We love the sport. I personally absolutely love the sport. In here yesterday on a Sunday, working away on a couple of blogs in the background, as always, is whatever fight card is on. 
Uh, shout out to Dana White for keeping us entertained uh, during 2020. What a crazy year it's been. But uh, we could trust on the UFC to give us a little bit of uh, escapism and, and give us the little supply of violence that we all needed and want in our lives. But anyway, so before we actually go on to Khabib and uh, Justin Gaethje, the card that we watched yesterday uh, was absolutely phenomenal. It was just violence-packed from start to finish. Um, let's go. Who, what's worth mentioning on this card? So I think uh, a really uh, interesting fight was the uh, Trickus Duplessis uh, out of South Africa made his UFC debut against Marcus Perez. Uh, that was a really interesting fight. Uh, Trickus came in with a with a from what I could hear from the commentary, I didn't look into him beforehand at all, but when he came in, uh, Dan Hardy and the team, Paul Fowler there, were, were talking about him and what he brings to the table and his record, uh, I believe, sparking people unconscious over in South Africa and other promotions around the world before, um, if, I, if I remember correctly, uh, before getting his UFC short notice debut. Uh, he came in, to be fair, when the fight started, uh, and, you know, we're going to be judging the man in the arena here. I thought he looked a little stiff. Uh, I thought his movement was a little bit odd. Uh, wasn't flowy. Maybe we just got that recency bias and watching the the flow state machine that is Israel Adesanya. Um, but he didn't seem to really uh, flow too well. But once he started connecting, what once he started landing, uh, he landed with intent. And it didn't take too long before he sparked uh, Mark Perez unconscious inside the octagon. Um, that was an awesome fight. And then the next fight was just, <laughs> it was almost getting to the point where it was, was a little bit disgusting. Uh, ben Rothwell versus uh, Marcin Tybura, if I pronounced that correctly. Um, pretty much Ben Rothwell doing what he does. He moves forward with great volume and power. But uh, Marcin didn't seem to be too affected. Apologies if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Uh, he didn't be, seem to be too affected. Ben Rothwell, who's getting some good shots off, landing fairly accurately across the chin uh, and also sitting there with some nice body rips. But inevitably, uh, he emptied the gas tank and uh, he ended up, the, 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 uh, the tide turned and Marcin got the W there. As always, it's a pleasure. Edson Barbosa versus uh, Makwan Amiakani was next. That was a great fight. Um, you know, the guys were both very patient, very diligent and disciplined in executing their game plan. Absolute pleasure to watch. Uh, it's in Barbosa, as you guys know, maybe you don't know, but he's moved down to featherweight. So he's at 145, which people thought was an interesting move. Um, but he looked great in there. I don't think he's still letting go with that with that, with that ruthless confidence that he has. Um, but he really did. And he really did start to land that right hand in a big way. Um, but again, it was, a, it was a really nice technical fight. Uh, they were both executing their game plans and both having success with their game plans. Uh, Edson was sitting there maintaining his his distance um, and, and picking his shots, landing those lower leg kicks as well as, as landing up top with the hands. And then again, Mark Wan, at the end of uh, rounds one and two, he was definitely having his way uh, with, with the resting side of the house, but it was too little too late. Uh, and then Edson just started to really land. You could see he was really starting to get uh, confident as he was starting to land the hands up, up, up. Uh, up top as well as ripping uh, the midsection as well. It was awesome. And then into the main event, wow, it just, yeah, wow, it's that Joe Rogan. Wow. Because uh, Corey Sandhagen finished that uh, that fight with a beautiful um, with a beautiful spinning kick land, glanced across the top of the head uh, and that was all she wrote for Marlon. So yeah, that was a, that was a, that was a great fight card. Uh, a lot of action, a lot of great finishes. Shout out to all the fighters who got in on that card. But I'm really excited uh, to talk about the next fight, which is Khabib versus Gaethje. So 
Um, just letting my computer load here. Let's take a look. October 25th, we are closing in real quick. We've got Ortega versus the Korean Zombie next weekend too, so that's fantastic. Um, but like I said, guys, I'm just talk, I'm going to talk about the stuff that I want to talk about. I'm not going to be uh, a full-on MMA channel um, just yet and talk about every fight. Uh, we're just going to be talking about the ones that are the, the big ones, the big boys. Oh, that coffee is good, team. Okay, so let's take it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> this card's beautiful. Okay, so uh, October 25th, uh, for those of you who follow MMA, uh, know that Khabib Nurmagomedov, the fucking eagle, versus Justin, the highlight reel, Gaethje, coming up. But let's let's look at this card from top to bottom. Oh, this is fantastic. Okay, so if you look, if we just we'll do it opposite of everyone else. We'll start at the main event. Khabib versus Justin. What a great fight. We'll come back talk about that. Then we've got uh uh I don't know if it's co main or just uh or just a uh, just a fight before. Uh Robert Whitaker, Jared Cannonier. And then we've got Alexander Volkov versus Walt Harris, Islam Makachev versus Rafael Dos Anjos. That is going to be a fucking banger. Should be uh, the woman, woman's fight, Cynthia Calvillo uh, versus Lauren Murphy. I'll be honest. I'm not going to sit there and pretend I know who those women are. Uh, and then I don't know these last two, but if they're on the – oh, that name does ring a bell. So we've got Magomed Ankaliev and Ion Kutabella. Kutalaba. Man, these guys have some hard names to pronounce. But anyway, this is a, is a fantastic-looking card. Uh, I pretty much guarantee you that if you're not watching this, you're going to miss out on some absolute bangers. So let's talk about Rob versus Jared Kennedy first before we talk about Khabib versus uh, Justin. Again, I'm not going to go and talk on every fight like I am a, a pro or a specialist. Okay, we're just going to talk about the fights that I, I have a strong interest in uh, and, and, and the ones that I think are obviously the most important because it's the fighters at the top of the division divisions, which is obviously stuff. Hey, you can call me a casual if you want. Why not? I'm a casual. But anyway, let's talk about the good, the juicy fights. Uh, so Robert Whitaker versus Jared Kennedy. Wow. I think this fight is going to be, it's going to be potentially similar, I think, to what we've seen with uh, Whitaker versus uh, Darren Till. And that's just because I've been watching uh, the last three fights with Jared Cannonier, uh, David Branch. Um, we sat there and we watched. Um, Izzy Fordham. My God, how can I forget his name? <laughs> Anderson Silva. Um, and then he also fought Jared Cannonier. Who did you fight? Uh, Darren Till's about to fight him. The Joker, Jack Hermanson. So that's his last uh, couple of fights that we were watching. And Jared Cannonier, I believe. Um, he's a very patient fighter. Um, he looks to pick his moments, but man, when he strikes, he strikes with ill intent. Uh, and so I think with Jared Kennedy, the biggest threat there for Robert Whitaker is, is again, it only takes one. Um, and I definitely know probably being knocked out by Izzy, maybe have planted has planted a little bit uh, that seed of doubt, but uh, I guess we're, we're, we're about to find out with the way he approaches this fight. Uh, but I believe Robert will approach this fight similar to the way he approached the fight against Darren Till. He's going to be a little more patient. And so I think this matchup, where although it will have uh, m moments of devastating violence, 
I do not believe it's going to be another Robert Whitaker versus um, Yoel Romero. I believe Rob, Robert uh, or Rob, he's, he's, he's probably changing his game plan up a little bit after being sparked unconscious. And he's now going to be a little bit more careful, a little bit more disciplined in the execution of his game plan. And I think we're going to see a, a real technical matchup with devastating, with moments of devastating violence. Um, I'm really excited to see that fight. It's going to be one of those one of those fights where you're on the edge of your seat, nerves are racing. It's one of those fights where, for me anyway, like Darren Till uh, versus Rob, I didn't I didn't care who won. Um, I like like I like and respect both of the fighters and their skill sets. I, I didn't want any of them to lose, to be honest. And Robert Whitaker, Jared Kennedy, fights very similar. He's not a guy that I I, I want to want to win. Um, I think they're both outstanding fighters, great athletes. Uh, I think they both can be extremely scary uh, fighters when they're in there doing what they do. Robert Whitaker is a savage uh, and Jared Kennedy is a savage himself. Uh, but actually, let's be honest, Rob is closer to home, uh, got more to relate to. So sorry, Jared, we're going to go. I want Rob Whitaker to take the W on that one. Uh, although I do want Izzy to fight uh, Jared Kennedy. So I guess that maybe goes against who I want to win. But anyway, carrying on. So Khabib versus Justin Gaethje, uh, it's one of those fights where I think you know it, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who you are, uh, I guess, unless you're Russian. Yeah, you probably don't want Khabib to lose. I don't. I don't want. I don't want. Uh, to, I don't want Khabib to lose as such. But I, I at least want to see him hurt. Uh, I think it's just one of those. Khabib's just one of those fighters where I have, I have so much respect for his discipline to his craft. Uh, I think his religion plays a massive role in his discipline. Um, but he seems extremely disciplined, disciplined and committed to his craft. And I think there's a lot a lot that people could take away from Khabib uh, and, and how focused and committed he is to his craft and, um, and, and as well as his, his, his resilience. You know, he's just lost his father, but he's in there. He's taken it seriously. Um, obviously, reporters continually asking him what it's like preparing without his father. Probably the stupidest question you could ask a man whose father's just died. Yep, it's probably not a box of fluffy ducks. But anyway, Khabib's one of those guys where he just looks phenomenal. Uh, he looks phenomenal at all times. And I think one of the things we're really starting to find with Khabib is even though his striking looks ugly and unorthodox, he is very – I think his, I think his speed is, is, is often underrated. Uh, even when he was sitting there messing around, and I truly believe he was, he was just having a play in there against uh, Raging Al. I think Khabib was just having a play, um, and he was just literally landing that jab nonstop. Uh, same thing again when we seen uh, Connor in there, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to caveat this right now. Uh, anyone who knows me personally knows that I'm a, a massive Connor fan. Not always a fan of his behavior, uh, but in general, I am a fan, uh, definitely a Connor fan, uh, and that's just because of what he's achieved in the sport over the time and when he is focused. Um, anyway, if you go back and you watch the old Connor interviews and all the rest of it, I just don't think you can watch those interviews with the likes of uh, Ariel Hawani and not be inspired uh, by the way that he used to dream before it all happened. Um, huge, huge believer uh, in, in self-belief and believing in yourself before you before you pull it off uh, and having that confidence to go and pull it off. So that's why I find him extremely inspirational. Um, but anyway, I'm going to caveat this. I do not believe, and I don't, I don't really care what your opinion is, um, I, I do not believe that the Connor that went in, went in and fought Khabib was the best Connor. Um, if I'm being honest, I, I would say that I reckon if Connor had hand on heart, if you asked him, if he was at that point in time of his life heavily reliant on the drink and or 
A-class drugs. Uh, I would I, I would say if you put him on a polygraph test, or if he was just being straight up honest, I think he would he would openly say uh, yes that he was probably leaning towards alcohol and drug dependency at that time, as well as whatever the hell else he had going on outside the octagon. You can see it when Conor made the walk. He did, he looked like shit. <laughs> um, his eyes and his eyes, he looked like shit. He didn't look, he didn't look like he wanted to be there, um, and I think that was a half-assed Conor. And we still seen the success that he had in that fight. But anyway. Even in that fight there, the threat of Khabib's wrestling, because it is so dominant, uh, it, it led to Khabib landing the massive overhand right straight on the chin, uh, which, again, makes him extremely dangerous. Justin Gaethje is, is, is a really interesting matchup for Khabib and, and just just is, as we all know, comes from the fact that he does have a high wrestling pedigree, uh, probably higher than anyone who's come before him. And we've also, in the last few fights, I think we've seen a really smart, reinvigorated, um, the 2.0, I guess, of Justin Gaethje in the way that he's still in there uh, with the same relentless violence, with that same ill intent when he's striking. But I believe he's he's much smarter on his game plan um, and the execution of his game plan. He's not there to be a human punching bag and he's being more disciplined in the execution of his game plan. And I think that's going to be really important in this fight. But I also think what can often happen, and we've seen it definitely uh, with Israel Adesanya in the middleweight division, is guys who are going in there and who are who are fighters like Justin Gaethje, who bring the heat, who bring the violence, um, who have that ill intent. Once they get to the dance, they try to do something different and they give the champion all the time and the space in the world to do what they do. And you know, we've seen it. We've seen it with. Um, Paulo Costa, he he looked like he almost shouldn't have. Well, I say almost. That's me being polite, but he looked like he shouldn't have been in the octagon with Israel. Israel absolutely took him to school, made him look average. But Israel Adesanya just shined. He absolutely shined and looked phenomenal. But because he had the time and the space to, um, but even when Paulo did try to close the distance, uh, Israel's footwork just seemed to be slippery leal. But anyway. Um, I think Justin Gaethje needs to go on and do what he does, and I think he knows that he needs to do that. So I think I don't think there's any, there's any fight you can watch where Justin Gaethje lands multiple of those leg kicks where it doesn't drastically change the movement um, and, and how dynamic that his opponent is. I think if Justin Gaethje can get off a good amount of those leg kicks, landing them flush like he does uh, across Khabib's lead leg. Obviously, that's going to start to immobilize his lead leg and immobilize Khabib's springboard, essentially, which is a springboard for both his takedowns and when he fakes the takedown but comes back up with the hands uh, with his eagle punch. So, extremely interesting matchup. I think it's, it is it is always hard to, to bet against Khabib. Uh, he just he is a force, a force uh, in his own nature. And he just always seems to get his way no matter who is across the cage um i'm very interested to see if justin gaethje can be the one who causes him the most trouble i think some people go back to the, to the old old fights i honestly don't understand that um why people do that uh, nine times out of ten when it's a top tier fighter i see a lot of analysts do this as well uh and probably the, the top analysts in mixed martial arts and it actually kind of fucks me off um but they go back to like fight number one in the UFC and they start talking about that fight as if it's relevant. In my personal opinion, it couldn't be any more irrelevant. 
Um, they often do it with Connor, where they'll go back to like fight number one and talk about the success that people had doing this and that. Um, even Israel Adesanya, you've seen the same thing with Izzy's first fight in the UFC through to his last fight. The the evolution of skill and the rapid increase between fights, the rapid increase of skill, skill sets, um, of the execution of game plan of Israel Adesanya just keeps going to new levels. And so when they go in and they talk about Marvin Vittori, I think it's I think it's irrelevant. Like, why are you going to go back and talk about fights where he's literally, he's not even the same fighter? Uh, guys like Israel Adesanya, I'd almost say on a week-on-week basis, you know, like even almost comparing them to a week ago is almost pointless. But in saying that, if you go back and look at the last few fights uh, that Justin Gaethje's had, um, not going like going all the way back, but just a couple going back a couple of fights, I believe that is relevant. Uh, he is a much smarter, uh, disciplined, uh, and definitely more deadly fighter. So I'm interested to see how he shows up um, on October 25th. And if he's ready to bring the violence in a cool, calm, calculated fashion, and he chops the legs out uh, from Khabib and what effect that has. But anyway, moving on. So uh, the next little mixed martial arts point we're going to talk about is Connor versus Dustin. Obviously, there's a lot of controversy going across uh, social media with Conor McGregor, the UFC, Dana White. Who cares about that? This is not days of our lives. This is the Warrior Athlete Series, okay? And so I'm just going to put it out there that more of us need to put it out there that Conor versus Dustin, the rematch at 155, is a great option. Um, And I think for most people who are serious fans in the UFC would agree that that fight makes sense to, I guess, legitimize Conor McGregor's return to a title fight against Khabib Nurmagomedov. Khabib Nurmagomedov. Me personally, I would like to see that fight with Conor McGregor that comes in focused and deadly. And that's just because I think when McGregor is focused, uh, there's, there's not really anyone who can hang with him. Even if we take a, take a look at Justin Gaethje versus Donald Cerrone versus Conor McGregor versus uh, versus Donald Cerrone, okay? Cowboy, he hung there for a little bit with Justin Gaethje. Even though it was over fast, it was just the, the win was nowhere near as devastating or as quick as what, you know, as quick as the work that Conor did with him. I think, again, it's that reminder that we, when, when Conor goes away from the sport, we forget how good he is and then he comes in and cleans Donald out in 40 seconds. And so I'm extremely excited to one, see the rematch between Connor and Dustin. Um, I think that'd be a great fight, a good stand-up match. That is what a lot of fans want to see. Sorry, Gabib. A lot of fans want to see the stand and bang. Mixed in with a bit of wrestling, it's fine. But I think sometimes some of these wrestlers love a little too much carpet time. <laughs> Stay active. Okay, that is it on the MMA front. Now we're going to move into the Warrior Athlete Collection before moving into IG questions, okay? And so the Warrior Athlete Collection, what is it? So as you guys know, with Operation Tower, that has been our project to work on, develop from the ground up, high-performance technical apparel, okay? We've been working with a world-class, world-sought-after designer uh, who has worked for the biggest brands in the game. Pretty much think of a massive athletic brand, and he has worked for them, Um where his passion and skill set um, separates from the rest is, is, is in technical apparel, uh, not just in his design work, but in the in the context that he has with manufacturing facilities uh, and fabric and textile companies uh, that are truly world-class. And so we have got 
some awesome fabrics, premium fabrics, high-performance fa- fabrics um, that are, are truly a cut above the rest, which is amazing. That is Operation Toa. Okay, so simultaneously, what we've been working on is how we introduce more technology into our athletic range. It's one of those things where you see on our logo, it's Pursue Excellence, okay? And it's one of those things where, for, for us anyway, you, you guys know the background coming from special operations. You know, this isn't a marketing slogan. This isn't something that for us is just, you know, a little bit of branding. Pursue Excellence is something that we've, we've, we've lived by, something that I've personally lived by. And so this is just me continuing to live the pursuit. When I put a value out there for the warfighter community, it is of, of the most, utmost importance that I live and warfighter lives and breathes uh, that same value as well. And so for us, this is the continued pursuit of excellence. And so we've looked at the athletic apparel we're putting out and we've gone, okay, cool. Let's take it to the next level. So we are literally putting out the best high performance apparel that you guys could possibly get your hands on. And so we've gone to our designer um, and said to him, and we've sent, we've sent him everything we're doing, t-shirts, hoodies, shorts, hats. And we've sent it all to him and we've said, Let's take this to the next level. Let's improve and update and upgrade all of the designs. Let's make everything more high performance, more functional. And let's take this apparel to the next level. At the same time, uh, females have been going on about wanting female apparel. And I hear you and I uh, I have heard you for a long time. Um, And finally, we we are almost at the launch. Okay, so... For those of you who don't know, we have actually been working on planning, designing, testing female leggings for a long, 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 long time. Okay, when we're talking female leggings, when we're talking female apparel, there's probably no there's, there's no two ways about it. Lululemon, Lululemon, however you want to pronounce it, however you do pronounce it, um, they are the standard. If you see a female wearing leggings, nine times out of ten, it's a pair of Lulus. And so pretty much that is the golden standard that I think of if anyone's going to put leggings out, it has to be to that standard. And essentially, that is what I said to our designer. I said, no matter what the design is of the leggings, it has to be to the same standard, or if not, higher than Lulu. That is it. Okay. And so we've actually had some some awesome designs coming through, um, and we've been working on leggings for a long time. But until we had our new designer, Andrea, we didn't have the contacts that he has for materials and fabrics. And so now we have truly uh, true world-class fabrics and we have manufacturing facilities that have been audited by the biggest brands in the game, putting together the Warrior Athlete Collection, which is going to be uh, like nothing you've seen from us before. We're talking high-performance T-shirts, long sleeves, the shorts we have redesigned from scratch. Um, You know, a major request that we've had is pockets in the shorts, and so we've put in the, in the shorts that are coming, uh, no, not only has the cut and the inseam and everything uh, and all those, those, those tiny things that, that make or break a short, we've, we've focused in on that, we've zeroed in on that, we've made sure that that is perfect. But again, the little things, you know, it's, it's about the devil is in the detail. And so the, we've put the pockets in, we've put zips on the pockets, we've got a concealed pocket, um, We've updated the fabric, and then again, for the females, we've gone, we've taken the leggings that we have been developing over the last year, um, and we've sent those off, and again, we've just gone, let's 
get a high-performance fabric that has all the technical specifications, that has all the performance qualities that, that a female warrior athlete is looking for. But where we want to be different is, again, is it in that durable space. The warrior athlete, in our opinion, is more hardcore than your average athlete. And so durability is always uh, a factor in design for us. And so we are extremely excited to bring the Warrior Athlete Collection, which is going to be our, our high-performance collection. It is going to be truly world-class, and we are super excited to be able to bring it to you guys and know that when you see the designs, when you get the new apparel, when you put it on, when you feel the fabric, when you're, when you're out utilizing it, when you're using it, whether it's out in the trail, whether it's out in a workout, uh, whether it's walking up a mountain, whatever it is, we know that you guys are going to be absolutely uh, blown away by the quality the functionality um, and the thought that has gone into the smallest detail um, of this collection. And just an example of that is the hoodie. It's down to the littlest details, embroidering the logo, um, not just having a kangaroo pouch, but again, thinking about your need and your use case for the hoodie. No one wants their shit falling out. So again, with the hoodie, putting zips on the kangaroo pouch uh, pockets. Just little things like that heat transfer logo, making it reflective. So if you're road running at night, vehicle comes around the corner. Once that the vehicle's lights hits the, the logo, obviously it's going to reflect off. And, and, and again, just a little safety function. But this is the little things that we're thinking about now. We're going deep. It's been a steep learning curve. You know, a few years ago, I didn't know what I knew now. Um, and having Andrea has been phenomenal because we can sit there and, um, and talk back and forth about true functionality we can talk about true high performance materials okay because that was the thing when i looked around at all the other brands within when i looked around at all the other brands that were within our niche in my opinion everyone's putting out the same stuff and it's just lacking it's lacking true high performance functionality true technology and when I, when I started to, to dig into the fabrics, the technologies, the construction methods out there with Operation Tower, it just really opened my eyes up to what what we were missing out on, but not, 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 not just what we were missing out on, but what you guys are missing out on. And so I'm really excited to be the game changer that the industry needs because everyone's putting out the same stuff, to be completely honest. Everyone's putting out the same shit. It's the same hoodie with a different logo. We are now coming to change the game. We're redesigning everything from the ground up. High-performance apparel for high-performance warriors. It's as simple as that. Okay, so stay tuned for more information on that. Uh, photos, videos, and everything that is to come to explain further the Warrior Athlete Collection. And now we're going to finish on the IG questions. Okay, so... Bum, ba -dum, ba -dum, bum. Okay, first question. Uh, username Avril Doobie. Advice for military aspirants from different countries. I think for anyone who's aspiring to join the military, my advice is simple. Take the time to think about what you really want to do. What do you want to spend your life doing? Or what do you want to spend a good portion of your life doing? Take some time on it. Do you want to go into the military to get a qualification? Or do you want to go into the military for an adventure? When you know that, you can pick a career that's going to 
be sorry teams trying to do two things at once when you when you when you pick a when you when you know what you want to do when you know what you want to get out of it you're going to go pick a career that is going to support your dreams your goals your aspirations uh, and then the next one is just prepare don't turn up to basic training don't turn up to your course whatever whatever training it is unprepared it's unprofessional it doesn't look good be the person that goes the extra mile be the person that lives the pursuit of excellence be the person that is the leader from day one okay Military habits to, I don't even know what that word means. So anyway, military habits to bring into your everyday life. Uh, the, when, I, when, I, when I look at military habits, um, I talk about them all the time. One, one of the most important ones, I think, is being mission-focused. It's a habit I got from the military. Whenever we're doing anything, you know, whenever we're making decisions, we have to reference them back. How does this support the mission? How does this help us achieve the mission? Okay. If it doesn't support the mission, if it doesn't feed into the mission, then it's no good. It's a waste of time. It's a task that we shouldn't be doing. Okay. So be mission focused. And being mission focused in your everyday life, it means setting goals. When you wake up in the morning, having, uh, having, having identified what it is you want to achieve that day. And making sure that those things drive you towards your goal, drive you closer to where you want to be. Um, another habit I got from the military, uh, especially special operations realm, is discipline. It is high level discipline. Okay, there's it, it, not every day you're going to wake up wanting to get after it. Not every day you're going to wake up wanting to do the, the things that you have to do. But that's exactly it. Look at the things you have to do and go and do them, even if you don't feel like doing it. Um, Another thing, uh, a habit that we had in the military. Okay, so we have to make decisions fast and we have to make decisions on the fly. Often in life, and especially um, in entrepreneurship and business, we can definitely see our workloads blow out substantially. There's so many things that we could, could, could or should do in any given day. Okay, once again, focus on what's mission critical. What are the tasks that are actually going to move the needle, that are actually going to move you closer to your goal or towards mission success? Um, so that's another one. There's a lot of habits from my military uh, career that, uh, that I could talk about here, but I think we'll just stick to those few and get on to the next question. Okay, so the next question from username Puder Havel. What does your morning and evening routine look like? Uh, it's actually really different depending on the day. Um, this is a really interesting one. I love uh, Gary V. He's done it before where people have said, what does your morning routine look like? Uh, and Gary literally says, I get up, I grab my phone, and I go and take a poop. Um, to be honest, I have kids, um, and I like to be a hands-on. I like to be a hands-on dad, um, so I'd rather be at home and have my have my morning routine consist of my kids, uh, and then maybe be home a little later. And so that's pretty much what I do. So my morning morning evening routine isn't anything out of control. Uh, most parents can probably relate. Um, if I if I wake up early. Um, I, I can get up early, get a coffee and start. I literally just jump on my phone, look at emails um, and, and start looking at the business for the day ahead. I can maybe jump on social media, answer some DMs, maybe do a post. So pretty much from the moment I get up, um, I'm thinking about work um, and I'm thinking about getting after it. But that's uh, that's just how I'm wired. I'm very obsessive. Um, okay, so it's, my, my morning routine now is, is very different compared to when I was in uh, special operations. So when I was in special operations, my morning was optimized for physical performance and, 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 and the job. 
So I would, you know, would get up, would go have breakfast, um, and then I'd start preparing myself and my body to go and work out. Uh, and then I'd go work out and get it in. That was my morning routine. Uh, but now that I have a business and a community, for me, I'm obsessed with this community. I'm obsessed with Warfighter. I'm obsessed with our mission. And we've got a lot, you know, there's a lot There's a lot going on in, on any given day at Warfighter. We've got the Warrior Athlete Collection um, being developed. We've got Operation Tower and the High Performance Technical Apparel uh, Collection uh, being built out. Um, we have a, a, a massive and a growing community that we have to look after. And I'm always thinking, how do we get value? How do we get value? And so again, you know, I need to go out and search for people who I think can provide value to this community. And so, you know, between that and then getting my kids ready for the day. So breakfast, hanging out, playing, showered, dressed, whatever it is. That's that's my morning and evening routine there with the kids. So it's nothing crazy. Um, but, you know, once we get into work uh, and, we're, and, and we're talking about my work routine, then, yeah, we're, we're getting in and we're taking a look at what needs to be achieved that day, what's going to move the needle, and what's the cro- closest crocodile to the ship. Because, again, there's so many things that we could do in any, any given day. We need to make sure that we're focusing on what's most important. And, you know, so for some days I come in and it's, you know, what's most important. It's just getting out content that I believe is valuable. It's getting out, um, making sure our customers are looked after with order fulfillment and customer service across um, email and Facebook uh, and Instagram. Um, and then again, it's just getting into into project work or or whatever it may be. So it's nothing. It's nothing outrageous, you know. Some people come up with these big elaborate morning routines, um, but me personally, with I don't know, I, I look at those people and I'm like, I don't know what you're doing. You know, there's a lot of people where I believe their I don't know their their businesses selling themselves and they're not really selling anything else but themselves, and they have this big elaborate morning routine. It's because they've got nothing else to go do. We're like. I have kids, I have a, a global business that operates out of New Zealand and San Diego. Like I don't have time to sit there and, I don't know, do some of these morning routines that people, these big elaborate morning routines that people seem to get up with, you know, get up, fuel the machine, sort out your kids, get focused and get after it. Simple as that. Okay, Corey D. Nelson, any long sleeve shirts in the works? You bet. So for the Warrior Athlete Collection, um, as well as the new high-performance T-shirts. We are doing high-performance long-sleeve T-shirts. And then, again, for Operation Tower, uh, we're working on some really amazing base layers uh, using fabrics that are constructed from uh, post-consumer recycled uh, plastic bottles and uh, recycled oyster shells, um, combining it together to make a super high-performance fabric, which I am really excited to show you guys because it is blowing my mind during the testing phase literally how good this fabric is at moisture management and the ability and speed at which it dries it is absolutely phenomenal can't wait to share it cheers for that Corey. okay okay username's weird but anyway okay how to get up in the morning yeah i literally tell myself get the fuck up um, but i have kids who wake up before any alarm so i don't even set an alarm these days my kids wake me up um, but again, it's one of those things too. You have to find out what what works for you. I think in the personal development world, everybody gets so obsessed with getting up early in the morning. Um, everything has its pros and cons and its merits. You have to understand when you spark. Um, I know some people who used to brag about, oh, I got up at 5 a.m. or I got up at 5.30, but it was like I was 
this is back when I was within special operations, but I was finishing uh, work for the day and then going working on Warfighter to, you know, two in the morning or one in the morning or whatever the time was. Um, and so, you know, they're talking about getting up at such and such a time, but they went to bed at, you know, nine o'clock or whatever. It's like, cool, you got up early, but I only just, I only just went to bed. So again, find out what works for you. Um, but in general, uh, for me personally, I'm finding sometimes, even though I still do work relatively late, I am finding getting to bed earlier and getting up earlier is often better. So if you want to get up uh, with a bit more fuel in the gas tank, so to speak, uh, if you want to get up with a bit more fucking pep in your step, then get to bed earlier, prioritize that sleep, uh, and you'll find you'll wake up with a shitload more, more energy. Another thing too is, is, is hydration. So, you know, like waking up, um, getting that water into you as well. Um, before before you get in that coffee and you start drinking water uh rehydrating and you'll probably find then uh your alertness levels are probably going to increase um as well so that's a great a great one to get into okay dave j mark okay how to stay on it while you're drowning in work okay i've kind of already touched on this one man but uh my thing is to yeah stay mission focused or uh the little tool that i've created is the mission critical top three or the mct3 it is literally that what are your top three mission critical tasks that you need to do now? Rank them in priority of one being you must start work on that right now and three that needs to be done by the end of the day. Again, if all you get done that day is those three things or those one things or that one thing or that two things, if that's all you get done that day, then that's a win, okay? Again, this is this is how you separate from the pack. There are people who could not handle the workload that comes with a business because the, the, there, there isn't 10 things on a piece of paper and you come in in any given day and you can achieve them all. Nine times out of 10, you can't achieve a quarter of what you want to achieve in any given day because there's just so many things going on. So again, get organized, get your list out and don't, don't make it a big ridiculous list. Make it things that are really important to the mission, to, the, to things that move the needle forward in a positive direction, okay? And look, about, look at what can be pushed. Um, and sometimes if the list is mounting though, what I will do is I will look at quick wins. So what are some real quick wins that I can get? I'll make a list of all my quick wins and I'll spend an hour smashing them all. And then that way you can get a whole lot of stuff off your list. Um, and you feel good because you've got those quick and easy wins. Okay. Miguel, uh, P19 doing a program or constantly being in the field for training, reducing fatigue. Okay. Uh, if you're constantly in the field for training, it's just one of those things. It, it's just, it is just the beast of serving, generally speaking. Okay, you even said you serve, but I'm guessing you serve. It's just part of serving, man, and it's about one of those things, you know, like remember, um, I think some people get it confused where they get really upset about going into the field and harnessing their skills, you know, like their actual core warrior skills. But it's like you're not, you're not here to be a gym athlete. You're not here to be a track athlete. You're here to be a warrior. Um, and so I remember as being warriors, we've got warrior skill sets that we need to uphold. Uh, that are more important than any deadlift or bench PB. Uh, some people get that confused, uh, and that's probably those tracksuit track soldiers on Instagram. Um, they get it confused because to them, their workout is the most important thing in the world, and realistically, being good at your job, uh, being a phenomenal warfighter, being a world-class warfighter is more important for those who serve than uh, having a, I don't know, a 200, 300-pound uh, deadlift. So... What you have to do is just have have a plan. That's probably my first bit of advice for you. Have a plan. Okay, so you go to the field. 
What do you do when you come back? Do you just try smash it running? Okay, it's probably what I would have done back in the day. But now come back, get quality foods back in into you. Make sure you're, you know, you're staying hydrated. I'm not sure what your uh, career path is or what your MOS is. But for me, I was in the infantry. So when we come back, we're often depleted. And so what I like to do is come back, get uh, replenished, get the good foods into you, get sleep into you, get those vitamins going again. And then if I was following a training program, I would merely go back a week. And yes, you can go back one to two weeks. And yes, you may be weak within that first week, but muscle memory is a beautiful thing. And you will find once you get back in the gym, well, once you get back to lifting, um, once you get back to running and all that good stuff, you will find after a week of quality training, rest, fuel, and recovery, you're going to find that very quickly uh, that muscle memory is going to kick in and you're going to be right back uh, or very close to back where you were before you deployed. Uh, and then again, reducing fatigue. Remember, and this is what, I, again, this, this point's actually really important. Training is a lifestyle, okay? It's, it's not a moment in time. I've trained since a youngster, turning 31 years old this year, and I still train now. I never stop training. And so some people, they treat their gym workout or they they get a program and they, they act like they can only ever do it once. And if they don't do it, they don't do it right, then it was a waste of money. But it's like, no, you now have that pro with us anyway, with Warfighter Athletic, you now have that program for life. You can use that training program for the next five years. So if you miss a few weeks, it doesn't matter. Okay, come back, get focused, get back into it. Blake Burns, 21, dealing with stress. This is a really important one uh, and one that I'm hot on at the moment, and that's just because, obviously, with growth and what we're doing here, uh, with the Warrior Athlete uh, the Warrior Athlete Collection and the collection that we're developing out for Operation Toa, there's a massive financial investment uh, that, that we're making and that I'm making and I'm committing to, okay? And so... There's without a doubt, I, I you know, I'm not, I'm no superhuman. I'm like everyone else. I feel that stress, okay. And sometimes you can have a lot, a lot going on with work and your personal life, with your parent, and then you've got these big financial commitments like we are, and we're heavily investing um, into in, in, into our products, and, and and we're putting a lot of time and energy into our products to make them literally the best in the world. And so with that does you know as, as much as it is fun as much as it is, as it is rewarding um, and it's a learning process you know we're learning so much um, from from mentors from designers um, about high performance fabrics about high performance apparel but that workload can can be a lot and so it comes back to being self-aware really it really does it comes back to being self-aware and knowing when you're starting to redline, okay? And so for me, when I start the redline, you know, the temper gets shorter, I have less patience, um, and there's those, those key combat indicators that I probably need to slow down a little bit or prioritize my time more effectively, get some, um, get some more sleep and start looking after myself a little bit better. And so one, one yeah, you know, the real key thing to look at is, is perspective. Like if you're stressed out because of sheer workload, when you actually just stop, take a breath, breathe in, breathe out. Cool. We breathe. We're good. We've got oxygen to the brain. It's now, is anyone going to die? Probably not. Nine times out of 10, if you're stressed out, 
in your daily life, no one's going to die. And then when you actually take a look at everything that you need to do, probably three quarters of the things that are on your list, that are on your plate, can be pushed till tomorrow to later in the week. They don't have to be done right now. Uh, and I, I truly believe that takes strength and character to, to understand that, to go, yes, that can be pushed to next week. That can be pushed off into a later time. I don't have to do it right now. And so that's what I'm trying to get really good at. Taking a look at the full spectrum of Warfighter and every function of the business um, and every facet that we operate in and knowing, yes, I've got all these things that I need to work on, but I only need to work on these three things right now. So just reducing reducing your list, reducing your workload can have uh, huge implications on your stress. Uh, the, the, the next thing is is making sure that you, you're taking an appropriate break, okay? You're taking an appropriate time away. So, and, and doing it guilt-free, again, this is something I'm personally working on. If you, like me, for example, I like the MMA. If on a Sunday, if you if you just want to relax, or like me, I was just doing some blog writing and watching the UFC. For me, that's relaxing. I'm not working on, on anything crazy. I'm not doing anything hard out. I'm just writing on topics that I like to write on, and I'm watching the UFC, and... I'll stop writing and I'll get up and I'll focus fully on a fight. Um, and then I'll come back, continue writing. So having that downtime, embracing that those escapisms, okay? And so be self-aware. When you need to take some time away, then just take some time away. Enjoy, you know, a game of football. Enjoy a UFC card. Whatever it is that helps you switch off, get into that and let that happen. The other thing too about dealing with stress is make sure, you know, you're working out, making sure you're staying healthy, you're staying physical, um, you're staying active. Because for me, that's another big one. Um, like I've said many times, I get very obsessed with what I'm doing. Um, and often with Warfighter, obviously, we're here to serve and support you guys. And so when I'm serving and supporting you, uh, I mean, sometimes that I have to neglect myself as with our current setup, uh, we're looking to bring a new team member on soon, which is going to help with that, uh, which will also help with us putting out more content, which is going to be epic. Um, and so I have to make sure that no matter how busy we are, no matter how much stuff we have going on, when I hit that point, I'm like, right, cool, stop, tools down, go get a workout in. So yeah, Blake, I hope that helps you out. And that is all for the questions and today's podcast. I think there might be a long one. We uh to have two recordings back to back but this is the new warrior athlete series i hope you guys enjoyed it uh feel free to jump on social media and let us know some other topics fights uh people um sports events or anything that you'd like us to talk about uh, and if we think it fits let's talk about it and stay tuned uh to get your questions in for the next podcast this is fitzy out